Lord, we're so grateful. We are so grateful that no matter what mountain we face, you are the king of the mountain. You are everything, Father. All these tools today, Lord, represent everything that needs to be done in a home, needs to be done to help someone else. But you know, these tools are only as good as the one who holds them and has knowledge and wisdom on how to use them correctly. You know, I can take a spade, but it's not gonna big, dig a big enough hole to plant a tree. I can take the brushes over there in the corner and sweep, but that doesn't get all the dirt off the ground. I can look over here and say, well, there's a glue gun, but you know what? If I don't have the right prong setting, I can't use it. If I don't have a stick of glue to add to it, it's worthless. All of these tools, all of these, I, I, I look at the spray paints, I look at the gallon of paint over here, it's to beautify. But you know, is there anything more beautiful than the blood of Jesus? Is there anything more glorious than the Shekinah glory on someone's face? That smile that's different than a worldly smile? All these tools are great only if they're used in the hand of a master craftsman, and yet they won't work on you and me. When I needed a new heart, ain't nothing here. Even in a surgeon's room, the surgeon is gonna not do it all. He's gonna say, hand me a syringe, hand me the clamps, hand me a sponge, teamwork. Not our God. Our God says, I am the great I am. And you don't need a drip cloth, because what's dripping off of you, I want it to spread, not stop. I don't want it wrapped up and thrown away. I want you to run up and down the street saying, glory, glory, glory. That song earlier said, I was broken and in pieces. Did it say, and that power saw put me back together? No, it said, he knew where I left the pieces of who I was. And he went back and said, hey, girl, come follow me. I was so bitter in my heart. I needed a heart transplant. I got to tell you what, bam, he gave it to me in a church one night. Most painful thing I had ever felt. Searing, hot pain. Probably lasted a second or two. Felt forever for a minute. But when it was done, that heart was gone the bitterness, the hatred, the fright, and all of it. And I got a new heart. This wasn't how it was done. Our eyes need to be right here. Right here. You know, he is a provider, the great provider. And I was so excited. When we were worshiping, I love a good shafar. And you know, I just can't blow a shafar worth a rip. You know, it's kind of like singing. Me and Jesus in the shower, that's it. Nobody else gets to hear it. And so I said, Lord, oh, wouldn't it be cool for a shofar to blow right now? Did you hear me scream? I heard the shofar. I heard the shofar, and I said, Lord, if nobody else did, then would you bring a shofar in sometime that we can all just have, because it changes the atmosphere in such a different way as well. Not better, just different in a whole new ooh, dimension you get to come into. So we, Lord, thank you that we can just trust you. We can praise you. Father, there was a piece in here, too, and he kept saying about, I don't know, it was the very last song, and I can't remember the words, but it touched my heart about him going after the prodigals. 
the prodigals, the prodigals, the, the anointing of the prodigals just fell today. If you got prodigals, man, step in under that anointing and just let it fall on you. Father, I just declare and decree right now, I'm just throwing the anointing out there. Prodigal anointing. Everybody that needs it, just receive it because they are coming in. In fact, let me just give you a real quick little testimony. <laughs> My sweet little daughter, oh, if you've ever met her, wild thing, she makes my heart sing. Her hair right now is just sweetly blue, and probably she, she and I went and bought some purple a couple weeks ago, so, you know, got to do the touch-up here, so let's do it purple, why not? And um, she, uh, now, I hope this is appropriate to say, you know, she went crazy for a while. She was bipolar and did street drugs and blah, 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 and then she came back home, but she, and she's a barista. But she said, I will never work for Starbucks. She said, I will not be a corporate whore. I thought, girl, eat your words. It's coming. So she's now a manager with a corporate Starbucks store. <laughs> I have not reminded her of her past. And they just approved her. They're going to pay for her college education. Woo! Okay. So part of that testimony is whatever you're going through or your kids or your ex or your whatever, do not remember them in the last chapter of their life. Uh-uh. I'm not the same today as I was last week. So do not look at me and expect the same thing because it just gets... It's just different because he's different in what he's doing in each one of us. So, okay, all that said about my daughter, she walked away from the Lord in about the 10th grade because she said, Mom, I'm going to a, Chris, a Christian school, and she said, it's become a buck school and not a Bible school. I can't stand the hypocrisy. So it's been out there. I've been praying, praying, praying. She calls me the, a couple weeks ago. She says, guess what, Mom? She said, no, don't get too excited. And I thought, whoa, what's coming? You know, Lord, give me the grace to be sweet with whatever is about to hit. And she said, one of the guys that works for me, she says, has a church. I said, huh, I'm trying not to go, yes. And I said, what kind of church? She says, well, I'm not sure, Mom. She says, but, you know, they're, they're Jesus believers. And she said, and he invited me to come and said, just come and you can just be you keep your hair blue, and a young kid, you know. And so there's about four of them that all got together, and they all went to church last Tuesday night. Yeah, I'm like, woo! So my daughter now, all of a sudden, she's flipped back. She used to be on Bible quiz. She has the word tucked in her. She could, she could pray me down in a second. That girl is, she's amazing, amazing. So she starts just whipping the word back out on me. And I'm just like, mm -mm -mm. hadn't heard that one, you know. And she was just talking about how in this atmosphere, now this is, this is again the heart of God. There was no judgment. I'm sure my kid went as, as dressed weird as she could. Why? Because she's going to test to see if you really love her. Or are you going to be like them? Okay. And, um, <laughs> and so she said, this guy just got up and he took a microphone. She said, he cussed a lot <laughs> as he sobbed out a story of pain 
like she said mom I don't I don't know that he ever told that to anybody she said you know that kind of pain and I said yeah memes I said I'm so glad you were there because you changed the atmosphere Mimi because you've been wounded you understand that sorrow and then that guy blithered and you know snot running then he sat back down and she said mom she said my roommate jumped up Miss Letitia, and I'm going, yeah, I'm liking the roommate getting involved. And she got up and sobbed through a testimony of pain. And then my daughter got up, and she said, Mom, she said, I just bawled, and I bawled, and I bawled. And I said, that gut-wrenching when you just want to lay on the floor and just scream and holler. Yeah, Mom, she says, I don't know what all that was that came out but it came out. What's the bottom line? Ain't none of these tools gonna get a child to that point. The great I am, the great physician, that's where we keep our eyes, that's who we declare on, not this. This stuff is fun, I love it. I love it when my sink breaks down because my husband's not a handyman, he's a handyman of handymans. He is amazing, there's not a woman in our old church that didn't they still call on him to come fix because he knows and he knows, you know what I mean? But you know what, who knows more? Right there, right there, right there. So all that said, keep praying for the prodigals. It is their Susan. It is their season to be coming back in. Maybe not the way you and I think it's gonna be. Maybe not dressed the way we're dressed. Maybe not speaking the way we're speaking right now. But you know, I had to repent last week because I cussed. Oh, don't anybody be disappointed because I'll disappoint you real soon again. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, that's the beauty of God is to say, I didn't like that behavior, Marilyn, but boy, do I adore you. Making sense? So here's... And somebody else, I think, is getting a prophetic word that involves some of this. So um, I'm going to call you up in a second here. Lord, just put this on my heart this morning. Beautiful picture. I wish you could see it. Victorian gal, and she's looking in some trees with a bird, and she says, I am anointed. I can accomplish my dreams. I can overcome any obstacle. I am equipped and empowered by my Father in heaven, and I am able to live the abundant life he has for me. Every scripture is God-breathed, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 thoroughly equipped. So, you know, if you don't know uh, um, a Phillips screwdriver from a flathead, it's okay. You don't have to. You call on the one who does. You call on the one who has everything you need to complete whatever it is you're seeking to have done. So, Lord, we thank you. We just praise you and we give you glory and honor. We thank you, Lord, that you've sent angelic hosts here today. You came in and you changed the atmosphere from the Boys and Girls Club <laughs> to the Lion of Judah Pride. Here we are, warriors in your name, Lord. 
Oh, and we're just seeking who we may protect in our pride and devour as the enemy in Jesus' name. So who has a prophetic word to bring us or a testimony to bring us? Yes, Miss Naira, come on up. Who else? Dave, was your hand up? Come on, line up. Line up. Line up. I just have a word of encouragement. As we're all agreeing to pray for our families, I'm just hearing tremendous things are happening. My heart um, is also for um, those in my family who are lost or seeking or prodigals. And I encourage you, I, I don't always know um, what's going on with all of you. You don't know what's going on with me. But sometimes the Lord prompts me to pray something that's specific, and I don't necessarily know who it's from. But I know I receive encouragement when I hear the prayers of other people. I encourage you on, on our thread, if you will, if there's a prayer that's impacting your heart, you may not know why, post it because it's going to help someone else. It's going to encourage someone else. It's going to help someone else in their walk through whatever they're going through. And it helps me. And it helps others to know how to pray for you as well. Although it may not be your personal prayer, it may just be something the Lord is knocking on your heart about. The prayer that I posted, um, I have a teenager in my house. Enough said. <laughs> and so um, the Lord was just knocking on my heart about, uh, about prayer and, and leading um, leading those kids. So I just wanted to br bring that out as, uh, as an encouraging word. Good morning, kings and priests. I want to talk about our toolbox as well. Um, in the 23rd Psalm, Scott knows I love the 23rd Psalm, it talks about the Lord. He leads us to green pastures and he leads us beside the still waters. Then if you keep reading it, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It says, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I guess you could say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And then he starts declaring between him and the Lord, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's the shepherd's tools, the rod and the staff. And they're not to beat the sheep. The rod and the staff are not to beat the sheep. The rod and the staff are to beat down the enemy, to beat down the wolves and the enemies that come against the sheep. Because it says the sheep know his voice. So now that Jesus has come and we've accepted Jesus into our heart, he's given us the rod and the staff. He's called the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit with our words, when we speak the words of God with the Holy Spirit inside of us, that beats down the enemy. So if you find yourself in the valley of the shadow of death, do not fear evil, for you are with me. And we speak the words of God to the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And we stand in with the Holy Spirit, and we put the beat down on the enemy. So it was really appropriate to see all these tools and these uh, things that just help us build. So this morning, I finally have just recently started listening to Graham Cook. I'm like, okay, everybody's listening. So anyways, it's, it, 
it's, I guess that's the soaking time. It's just prophetic words and the, the yeah, just the words. And uh, so one of the things that um, I guess what the Lord revealed to me is, he says, you know, you think you're on this journey that you're going to renew your mind and you're, gonna, you're going to get there, you're going to achieve. And he said it's like that little kid who goes to kindergarten for the first day and so his mom says, she says, well, how was school? And he's like, oh, it was fine. What are we going to do tomorrow? So it's like the Lord's like, no, this isn't tomorrow. This is a forever journey. So just because you have gained this measure of enlightenment doesn't mean that's it. This is a forever journey. You're, you're continuing to, to grow in it. And one of the things recently... Um, uh, he shows me that we all wear this crown. And so uh, you may be sitting here, maybe not feeling, you know, maybe you're not feeling the best, but you are crowned. You are crowned with the Lord's presence. You're crowned with the Lord's glory. You're crowned with the mind of Christ. You are, you are an overcomer. And so... Um, and you are shrouded in that, in that, in His presence. So you may not feel like it. You may look in the mirror and not think you look like it, but you are. So that was just part of the, part of the growing. Just a quickie when she said crowns. You know, um, I I left a church. I don't know. I guess about two years ago now, and uh, did a wilderness walk for for a season, and then discovered, um, well, I didn't discover, the Lord brought us all on the same day to Legacy City. However, one of those days, um, a Sunday, I went to, um, to a little church, only walked in one time, sat down. It was their Sunday communion. And so it was a time of just reflecting, and of course, I was still pretty wounded and licking my, my wounds and going through all that. And I said, oh, Lord, I said, I feel like drug the hem of your garment through some mud on the way out. And those that know me, that it's always been Queen Marilyn because I have a little sweet friend who's um, special needs. And so she's my queen in training. She started calling me Queen Marilyn and that kind of stuck. So I heard the Lord say, Oh, Queen Marilyn, did you lose your crown? And I said, I think I did, Papa. And I'm sitting in chairs like this, and he said, look down. And I looked down, and I literally saw my crown sitting there upright on the ground. And he said, it's right there. He said, just pick it up, blow off all the junk, and put it on. And I literally, physically, people watch me, they probably thought, woo, glad she didn't come back. But I'm putting my crown on, and I literally felt my shoulders go back. I felt my head, my chin come up, shame broke off. Do you know what I mean? And I, didn't, I wasn't all that in a box of chips. I was just all that in a box of chips. It was the sweetest. Now that story is for someone, whether it's now or down the road, I want you to remember, like he knocked the sand of his hometown off his sandals. You, too, just need to knock it off and move forward. Did you have something, Leslie? 
I kept hearing on the way here today the Lord, let me get this right. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But then I heard it again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And the joy of the Lord is Sharon's strength on this new journey you're going on. Man, well, I'm going to do my best not to shut the fountain off right now because things are still flowing really beautifully this morning. So, yeah. Why don't you guys do me a favor? I just feel like, okay, I got this picture in my head, and the only way to really walk through this is if you guys will stand. So if you wouldn't mind, Friday night we were worshiping, and we actually sang that same song. It was somebody else that was going through it, but I've seen you move. You move the mountains, and I believe I'll see you do it again. And I was getting a really vivid picture of our lives, my life, standing in the hands of God, standing in his hand. So just do this with me. Let's close our eyes. And Father, we just step into your hands right now. Feel free to move a little bit if you guys want to move, if you want to move your feet. There's so much room in your hands. You lift us up right now out of the waters, out of the turbulence, out of the the strife out of the stuff that goes on around us on this earthly plane. Your hands are lifting us up, and we step into your hands right now, King Jesus. We step into your hands. And in in the picture I saw Friday night, as I was standing in his hands, he placed his sword straight up and down in front of me, and I could see the mountain range. So if you just look forward at the, at the mountains that you need moved, if whatever that mountain is, you stare at that mountain as you're standing in his hands, and he is holding his sword in front of you and in front of him, and he's going to carry you right through that. He's going to etch a path straight below you. He's going to part the sea so you can walk through on dry land, and he's going to flatten those mountains. And in him... In him, as we stand in his hands, if we stand in in Christ, there's so much room for us to move. There's room for us to run in his hands. And he's saying, run at your Goliaths because my sword is going right in front of you. And my sword is going to take off the head of your enemy. And I'm going to lift up the head, says your father, says King Jesus. I'm going to lift up that head of your enemy, of your Goliath, and I'm going to call it your victory because he goes before us, but he carries us in the palm of his hand. So, Father, this morning we step into your hands and we say we want to stay right here. We want to stay in the safety of your ever-present help, of your ever-strengthened, ever-strong hands, the strong and mighty hands of God. Amen. All right, you can sit down if you want. If you don't want to sit, you don't have to. I just felt like that was the best way to get through that. You know, Marilyn was saying that he, he gave her a new heart. Yeah, he gave all of us new hearts if you're a Christian. Another thing he gave me and he's giving you is a new mind. He's giving you a new mind. I remember when I asked Jesus to come and take my life, I, I guess I asked him into my heart, but I actually I surrendered my life on my living room floor 
in a big puddle of tears, and I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to change, but I give my life to you. And so I laid my life down in his hands that day back in 1989, I think. (laughs) And I had a lot of clouds. There was clouds from drugs. I I did a lot of acid and smoked a lot of weed and just did a lot of stupid stuff. And as I walked with him, the clouds began to, to fade. Just like when we watch that marine layer over our city come in in the morning so heavy and thick, and you're like, man, it's just so gray. But as I walked with him, it just got clearer and brighter and newer and fresher. And that's what he has for us. He has newness of life for us. He makes all things new. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and there it says that, Behold, he makes all things new. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You can say it if you want. He is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Therefore, as one of you was saying, I think it might have been Marilyn. Yeah, because you're talking about your daughter. Therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. God is inviting us to not only step into his hands, but to receive the mind of Christ and receive the eyes of Christ Jesus so that we can see people the way he sees them. It's like those x-ray glasses that you could buy. Well, you guys are too young, some of you. Dave knows what I'm talking about. Back of the comic book, you could see you could order stuff like, you know, gum that sets your mouth on fire and, you know, things, itching powder, and then there were the x-ray glasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Acme products. But he has, he has glasses for you and me. He wants to give us eyes to see and ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is revealing to us. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going up to the Father. Wait for the gift I'm going to pour out, the the Holy Spirit. And when you receive him, he's going to clothe you with power from on high. He's going to clothe you with power. He's going to remind you of everything Jesus said. He's going to show you the things that the Father's doing. He's going to let you hear the things the Father's saying. But it's up to us. We receive it by faith. Something Bill Johnson said, and I I have to grab, grab onto this and wrap my mind around it, but he said, Faith is like a mirror on your heart that grabs hold of what is reflecting onto it from heaven. So when we, when we turn our attention towards heaven, faith is like a mirror on our heart, and it pulls from heaven into our reality. I'm probably messing that up, but it's in that book over there. If you, if you, we'll talk about that in a little bit here, but... Yeah, he, he wants to equip us. He wants to give us the tools that we need for any moment. That was such a good word. Whatever tool we need, he is the brilliant one. As Graham Cook says, you know, Graham Cook calls the Holy Spirit brilliant. He's brilliant. He can figure out anything. If he could design your, your body and set your life on a course for blessing and good things, he's got wisdom in every situation, and he knows the answer. When people used to say, Jesus is the answer, it's true. He's the answer, and he knows what you need at every moment. He's the brilliant one. So he's given us, Jesus has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God. He brings the kingdom, the rule, the reign of Jesus into our lives. 
You know, if you wonder what the kingdom of heaven is, the kingdom of God, wherever Jesus is king, there you have the kingdom. Where the king is king, there you have the kingdom. So any part of your life where you know Jesus isn't ruling and reigning over it, that's a place that the kingdom needs to be welcomed in. Jesus said this is how you should pray. Your kingdom come and your will be done on this earth, in this earth, just as it is in heaven. So we want to be those people that pull the reality of heaven into this earth because that's who he saved us to be. He saved us to be those sons and daughters that have that crown on our head, that stand in our Father's huge hands. I mean, they are big. They are huge hands, and they're strong and mighty, and he will not drop you. But he's inviting us to stand, to let him fight the war in front of us, and we get a war with him because all we have to do, as the song was saying, is worship. All we have to do is praise. All we have to do is declare the things of God and strike down the enemy with our words, with the truth. It's not just our words. It's his words as they come through us. You are a vessel that God saved and chose to, to usher in his kingdom. He chose us. It's, it's bizarre to even wrap your mind around it. That's what he did, though. He loved us so much. He already took care of your sin, so don't worry about the sin issue. If you need to get free, then get free. But sin has been dealt with on the cross. Jesus paid the price, and he sees you now, as Dave and Sharon would often say, I hear Sharon's voice, he already sees you as perfect. He sees you as wrapped up in, in his holiness. So that's, it's true, though. He sees us in the perfect righteousness of Christ. We've received righteousness as a gift through the blood of Jesus and through our faith. Faith just receives what he did for us. So you've already been made holy. You've already been made righteous, even though you're dealing with stuff on the journey. You've received the Holy Spirit who gives you eyes to see and ears to hear and gives you all the tools that you need at any moment that you need them. He's the brilliant one. He's put a crown of sonship or daughtership if that's a word, on your head, a crown of authority, regal authority to become the sons and daughters of God. And then from there, it's just to enjoy the journey. Live in the now. I heard that as you were sharing that. It's not about the end goal. It's about right now. What's tomorrow? Well, let's just live today. Let's, what does he place before us today? It's, this is my challenge because I think about Sunday. As soon as tomorrow rolls around, I'll be thinking about next Sunday, listening to worship and trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be a good worship set. And, but I have to pull back and remember, no, there's a here and now. There's a ministry right in front of me. I have my wife, my children, my coworkers, every place I go, every place your foot treads. That's what we have to, to live for. And with that said, I want to encourage you guys. Someone spoke this, and it's really stuck in me. Um, when you're on your journey from here to there, and you're getting your coffee, you're getting your groceries, you're paying at the register, try to remember to make eye contact. Jesus was on a, a journey someplace when he met the woman at the well. His journey wasn't to go to the well. It was to go to another city. But on the path, he stopped, and he made eye contact, and he ministered life that became life to a whole city.
through one person. So remember that and make eye contact. I believe that when you do that intentionally, it will actually slow you down enough to make room for an opportunity for him to move, for him to speak. It may just be a smile. It may be just whatever you're, you're releasing off of your life because you carry the presence of God. Okay. We're going to skip all that. It's good. So Sharon, Sister Sharon Moore, would you be willing to come up and give us a little snapshot of what God's doing? Is that okay? And then as she comes up and as she prepares, come on, come on, come on up. Don't be shy. You can stand next to Tammy over here. As she shares what God's going to be doing in her journey, how the path is going in a a new direction, I just want to really bless her today by extending a Legacy City Church family blessing. If we could just, after you share, we'll just, I'd like to pray for her. Some of you ladies maybe will come up after she shares, and we'll just bless you. She did bring a book for us to write in today. Yeah, so she brought what we would consider the equivalent of a high school annual. You know, we can write, you know, just words of love, words of, of appreciation, a favorite scripture, whatever, you know, feel like you have. If you have prophetic words for her, um, we'll do our best to record those things. Actually, I'll record as you guys come up. But I'm going to hand you the microphone, and I'll quit talking. Wait a minute, no. Okay, just teasing. I'm just teasing. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and it certainly is a respected anointing up here. The vantage point is, is different than when you're sitting there, but you feel the anointing up here, so I will govern myself accordingly and honor the spirit of the Lord. Um, very simply, today is my uh, last Sunday here because I told some of you Friday night that I am moving to Alexandria, Virginia, but I'm on a journey and he said, go ye therefore, and I'm, I'm just going. He's simply sending me out uh, to my family who lives in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, I am declaring that salvation, this day salvation has come into your household because Jesus told Zacchaeus, I believe it was, come down out of that tree because this day salvation has come to your household. So I'm on a journey to share the gospel with my family They're loving people, kind people, but you can be good, you can be smart, you can be lovely, you can be wealthy, you can be all these things, but without Christ, you're poor, and you're not going to make it to heaven, and we know that. So salvation is not in their household fully. My daughter, who was raised in the church, but I am saying her husband and so forth. So I believe I'm on an assignment, and I've accepted that assignment, but at the same time, in the natural, it's a blessing because I'm going to be around my family. And you mentioned your daughter, and I share some things in common with you. So I'm thankful. And I'll leave that right there. But what I want to say to you, the spiritual house, is this place is blessed. God habit, inhabits this place. And how I came to know Legacy City Church is I don't live far from here. And several Sundays in a row, and uh, I was in the wilderness. So not attending church, but love the Lord and so forth, visiting other churches. I would drive past here, and I am not exaggerating when I say I was in the car, and my head would turn in, and I'd see the sandwich board out there that said Legacy City Church, and I would, and I just, you know, did whatever I was doing, going to Fred Meyer or something, but it happened about three times. 
And then I knew, okay, Lord, you're saying something. But then I met you in March at uh, Living Waters Church. So that, for me, was confirmation because I, in my heart, said, I'm going to go visit that church. And then at Living Waters, there they were. So I'm like, that's them. And there was a connection. I just, who said when you guys came on board, you just felt God's spirit? So it was when I met them. And we didn't talk long because we were at another church, but I just felt the love of the Lord. So sure enough, I was here that Sunday, and the rest is history. And I'm just saying to you that I felt the love of the Lord in this place. It is an anointing here, the love of God. And I know you know you're blessed, but let me say it to you and let me remind you that you're blessed. This is a blessed, blessed house. And I'm taking it with me wherever he sends me. The love of the Lord will go with me. But thank you all. Thank you all for just embracing me. And that's my niece and nephew. Keep them in prayer because they follow me wherever I go. So they need a spiritual house to come to uh, as auntie won't be there. But their mom and dad loves them and cares for them. But hopefully they'll, you know, get up, get dressed and say, so where have you been going? I'll take you. Because we know the children go, the parents follow, and salvation can come to that household by way of the kids. So please keep them in prayer. If you don't see them one or two Sundays, reach out somehow, some way, text me, and I'll text their parents and say, hey, they missed them down there. Because it's important that as this city, this name, the name of this church, Legacy, it's important in their family's life that the legacy continues. So thank you. Thank you both. Thank you for your love, your generosity, your kindness, your sincerity. It's real and it's felt. So God bless you. I will miss you all. I really mean that. And about the book, and I'm done, the Lord put that on my heart. So he knows the path that I'm going to take and he knows the way that we take. Perhaps there'll be a day in a new place, in a new season, that I might be feeling a little, ugh, and I need a little pick-me-up, but I'll open up that book. And I'll see my friend's words and kind gestures, and that'll be my, my little fuel for the day. So I'm asking you to write something, because I think the Lord, not think, know that he's saying, you're going to need this soon enough. So bless you, and thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. So would you come stand right here, and can we get some of the... I prefer ladies to lay hands on ladies, even though most of you in this room are ladies. And guys, you can come up if you want to, and just uh, extend hands, but... Instead of recording it on my phone, I'm thinking, oh, wait, we already record everything here. So if you have a word you'd like to pray over Sharon, then grab the microphone. You guys can pass it around. But we just want to bless you. So I just want to say as we get ready to do this, the glory of the Lord has risen over you. So arise and shine. Your light has come. And take it to Alexandria, Virginia. One person can, can send a thousand to flight. You carry the gold of heaven, the treasure of heaven, and we just release blessing over you. We release and declare the favor of God over your coming, over your going, over your finances, over your travel, over every area. He knows the dreams in your heart. He knows the desires of your heart, and he knows that you've poured your life out in devotion to him to delight yourself in King Jesus. So as you have delighted yourself in him, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. He knows those deepest things that you want most in this life, and he wants to give it to you. He wants to provide more than you can ask or imagine. So we bless you with that. Just grab the microphone. 
Sharon, when I first met you, um, there is a teacher's anointing on you that is so strong. And now I understand, because you're going, and you're going to be teaching your family. You're going to be pouring out to them, but it just comes like a fountain out of you. But just now as I was seated and you were um, speaking, you are a treasure. You are a treasure. And I pray that the words that are written in your book will be a treasure to you as you open them. But you are a treasure to your family. They don't even know what's in store for them. A beautiful treasure. So. Sharon, with the teaching gift that you have, I also see you wanting to be rich and deep in the spirit. And when you open your mouth, you want truth to come out and prevail. And when Naira was praying over you, I just saw your tongue come out, but your tongue came out as a sword, a, a, a double-edged sword, and it was just... And it is the truth that you live from your heart, not always his word. It is the truth that you have richly taken in, that you have sacrificed time to receive, that you've meditated on the word, you have regurgitated the word, you have sought him out, and that now he says, I declare, O teacher, that I send you on a new path, that there are those who have not heard the truth of who I am, but with the richness of me in you, with the love I have invested in you, and your willingness to submit to do my bidding and my calling in my time, I now send you on a new journey. And I have equipped you fully. My word is truth and it does not return void. And though you may not know or understand, I will speak. I will speak, says the Father on high. So we declare it, Lord. We thank you. And we're excited for the report back. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sharon, the Lord told me a couple days ago that your name has a special meaning. It's share, but it means that you share the good news. You just kind of eat it, breathe it, and expel it. And that you run, you run toward the Lord. Your name is really sweet. (laughs) Gives me um, Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. And there's definitely a preaching evangelistic share the good news. Um, Like Naira and other people have seen you have a teaching gift. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, which is what the good news does, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the good news. Debbie, you want to put your hand on her? To proclaim the name. (laughs) To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. You're going to eat up the enemy and spit him out. To comfort all who mourn, because you carry the good news. And provide for those who grieve in Zion, Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty 
instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And you're going to be called oaks of righteousness. You're planted in the Lord for the display of his splendor. You're going to help to rebuild the ancient ruins. And that could be family and that could be around you. And restore the places long devastated. And you will help renew the ruined cities. For they have been devastated for generations. But for a thousand generations, the Lord's going to declare the good news in your family and all around you. That's his promise. I think that's it. And in the book of Joshua, it says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God goes with you wherever you go. Again, I say, be strong. Hallelujah. I feel that all over. (laughs) And I felt also that you have an evangelistic uh, anointing on you. When you were standing up there, I thought, I can see this woman at a conference, at a teach, large, large teaching event. You're anointed by the Lord. Hey, I appreciate that. I just want to encourage you that I don't know if you consider yourself really prophetic or I have a feeling maybe you don't, but I don't know why. (laughs) But anyways, I wanted to tell you that I think I've only heard probably three times you say, I heard the Lord and this is what he said specifically to me. And that I think I maybe came up and let you know once, but all three times I had literally just prayed and asked the Lord something. And then what you said was the words I was using. It was an exact answer to something. I was like, Lord, let me know. What, what about this? And then you'd say, I heard the Lord. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh. So just so you know, as an encouragement, you hear, you hear so clearly. And you are prophetic, whether you doubt that or not. You are. You have a prophetic anointing as well as teacher anointing and evangelist anointing. So I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to flow prophetically through Sharon. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for how clearly she hears you. Continue to speak so clearly, even more and more clearly. Thank you for um, just the way you've just taught her and raised her up to just so sweetly deliver the words that she does hear you say, just in such a sweet, gentle way. You spoke straight through Sharon to me, and I so appreciated that, and I pray that you would continue to flow through her to all these people in Virginia, that she will just say, you know, I think I hear the Lord say this, and someone will be so blessed by the words that she does speak, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, As you were speaking to her and praying for her, I just saw this vision of you take in what he gives you and it flows right out of your heart. And while they were speaking, I've never felt this so strong, but I feel there is a fire in that belly. Fire, fire, and more fire, Lord. Give her all she needs for her journey. Fire!
Lord, and I know that you will equip her, but Lord, I just ask that whatever comes in to her through her ears, through her eye gates, and it comes out, Lord, in her mouth as a continuous flow, Lord, that she will just um, just uh, saturate her family and the area she's in with, with love, Lord God, and that she knows that for wherever she walks, she's claiming territory, holy territory in you for whatever she puts her hands to, Lord, in Jesus' name. said Friday and just make sure you guys get it remember I wrote it in the book and I said the Lord said there is reward in consistency stay the course dear children and that's the word spoken over Legacy City Church so praise God <laughs> hallelujah I hear cheerful countenance love joy peace favor glory the glory of the Lord I see a purple ribbon bow above your head. I also see a gift, a big box, a gift with that purple ribbon. I also see the Lord pouring oil in your ear. Oil. Him that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. He's pouring oil in your ear. I see you walking alongside a fence at a basketball court. And I know you always love basketball. You used to always love to shoot hoops. But I also hear the evangelistic call on your life. And I just see you cruising by the fence as they're playing basketball. And you're just bringing the word of the Lord, bringing joy, bringing hope, bringing cheer, bringing good news, and shooting hoops again. Shooting hoops again. Yes. So I just uh, thank God for you. I thank you for the sweet presence of him all around you, a sweet fragrance. He's stirring everything up inside of you. All those things that you thought you were done with, the Lord's bringing it back to use all in your evangelistic call when you cruise by the fence, basketball courts. I see a lot going on in the basketball courts, but you're a gift. You're a gift. You're a gift. He put that, that ribbon right above your head. You're a gift. Amen. So the one thing that I hear is that your, your learning is going to come quickly. So when you hear, it's going to go in deep, you know, dimensions level deep in you. And you're, you're going to get to the point where you're not questioning it anymore. You're like, Am, is this really you? Am I really hearing right? You're, you're going to have the knowing. And um, it's, it's coming, it comes quickly because you're hungry for it. So. Hi, I don't know you, but I've just been like praying for you, and I feel like the Lord's given you like a crazy like gift of faith and trust in Him, and that that faith and trust is going to be able to unlock hearts in places where like nobody else can go in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, I've been there before. It needs Jesus, so He's sending you. I just want to like affirm that and like confirm that in you. Like He's sending you on a new assignment. I know what that feels like, and it can be scary, but like the faith and the trust that like you have in him and that he's given you is going to be able to like unlock hearts and like lead you to places that like nobody else could go your name's Sharon right yeah so Lord I just thank you so much for 
Sharon, um, yeah, I thank you for the path that you've set her on, God. I thank you for the places that you're going to draw her to, God. I just pray right now, God, that you would just give her a holy sensitivity to your spirit, Lord, that you would open her eyes, open her ears, lead her feet to where you, um, yeah, need to mend broken hearts, need to draw the lost back to you, Jesus. So we thank you in advance for the salvation that's going to come, God, and we just ask you, God, yeah, that you would just fine-tune her heart and her ears to your voice, God, that it would be only your voice that she um, listens to, that she obeys, that she hears, that she knows, God. And so I thank you that you've drawn her so close to know, um, yeah, when to inhale, when to exhale, all of that good stuff, God. And I pray that you would just help her to, um, yeah, give her language to the things that you've put into her heart, Lord, with the with the giftings that you've given to her of evangelism, teaching, prophetic stuff, God. I know it sometimes it can be really hard um, to put words and language to the things of heaven, Lord. So I just pray for that language for her right now in Jesus' name. Whoa. <laughs> it's pretty powerful. Um, so, whew. the oil in your ear, what I heard the Lord say, is discernment of spirits. And Lord, move the mountains, not only open doors, but blow the hinges off. And we pray protection over you in your comings and your goings, in all ways, in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. This is kind of, this is what I was hoping would happen. So, Isabel, would you get ready? Would you guys just stay here? We're going to wrap this up, but we're, I think what would be awesome is just to keep a, an open circle right here and if any of the rest of you sitting down <laughs> want to receive some prayer after we're done here um, then come up in the middle here but uh, or if you have to go then that's okay but why don't we turn well you can look at this screen or the other screen let's close this up by making some declarations we, we will declare it over you but we're going to declare these things over us this just has to do with a the theme of peace and, you know, as we were prophesying and, and blessing you, I, I just keep thinking of Dupree in Brooklyn, right? It's London, sorry. Wrong city, wrong coast. Sorry, London. I, I know you're hiding over there. I can't see you. But, um, I just keep thinking of you guys. And I don't know if, if your parents or someone will be able to bring you. But we would love to be able to see you guys when your Aunt Sharon's gone. So maybe... I'm sure you'll have some way of connecting them, her, her, their, their folks, to having the information. Awesome. Yeah, we just, you know, we have a lot of love right now, I feel, in, my, in our hearts towards you guys, too. You know, it's for Sharon, but you're, you're her family, too, and we just feel the love of God for you guys. And it's not an accident that you're here. You weren't just keeping her company. You know, God has good things for you, too. He's, he's good. So... I just don't want you guys to feel like, you know, you're not a part of this. Um, but we're going to read some declarations together, and we'll close the meeting with that. And then we'll, we'll just take a minute to uh, see if anyone wants to come up here and get blasted. If you have to back out of the circle, that's fine. So you guys ready? Are you ready, Isabel? You guys ready to make some declarations? This is from Steve Backlund's book, Declarations, and it's a, about the theme of peace. So I'm just going to, I'll face that way. It's too close. So... You ready? One, two, three. 
I speak to any worry, stress, or anxiety, and I say, you cannot stay. Peace reigns in this temple. Because I trust in God, I am kept in perfect peace. I am known as a peace carrier at home, in the workplace, and in all areas of my life. I have a unique ability to remain peaceful, even as responsibilities increase. I do not have to strive for peace, as God has already given it to me. I bring peace to extremely intense situations. Those who experience anxiety claim it leaves when they come in contact with me. My home is filled with a tangible peace. When I walk in, I immediately feel at ease and calm. My heart and mind are guarded by God's peace. My family is blessed with peace. Okay, now we're going to read off two lies that we can put our foot down on. Ready, Isabel? It is impossible to carry peace while having numerous responsibilities or when I'm in a stressful situation. It's a lie. It's a lie. We'll break it off now. We can carry all kinds of things in our situation and still have peace. The second lie, my life has to be in order before I can experience peace. It's not true. Peace is a person. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. So Jesus, our Prince of Peace, we just lift up our worship to you. We lift up our praise. We say we love you. We say we thank you for all of your blessings, all of your goodness, all of your ways that are at work in us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.